Welcome back to Breakthrough Success. This episode being brought to you by Flowdesk. Grow your email list without paying more out of your pocket. As we get older, some people see aging as a spectator sport where you're not able to do some of the things that you were able to do earlier before. But our guest has a concept called rejuvenating, which is the art and science of growing older with enthusiasm. We're going to cover it. But first, a little more on our guest. He helps individuals age enthusiastically and enhance their longevity. His recent book, Rejuvenating, became an Amazon bestseller and won three book awards. And his TEDx talk, Aging Enthusiastically to Make the World a Better Place, has been viewed over 175,000 times. We've got a guy who's been spreading his message, getting a lot of people to see it, and helping people to age enthusiastically. He is none other than Ron Kaiser. Ron, welcome to the show. Nice to be here, Mark. Uh... That was a perfect intro in terms of showing enthusiasm. I hope I can bottle it for some of the people I work with. Ron, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I feel like there are a lot of people who, now me speaking as someone in his 20s, who's going to eventually cross that point in the 50s and beyond. There are people who they just think that it's like a spectator sport. I know you mentioned that, that some people have this misconception. How can we learn to age more graciously and still have the same level of enthusiasm as we do in our earlier years? First thing, I think we ought to start growing old early, you know, to accept the fact that uh, once once a a baby is born, there are two things that happen. He or she starts breathing and and he or she starts aging. So I think what we're uh, dealing with is a continuation of a process that we're all in. And I think that the things that got us to be successful earlier in our life can't be abandoned. Um, there's, you know, kind of a, we, we haven't had great role modeling uh, because of the fact that historically things like retirement and the rocking chair and sitting with the fishbowl and so on have kind of been the models, but that was for a different time because in those days, uh, People didn't live as long as they do today, and it could be a, a really miserable time if you're if you're being a spectator for decades. And one of the areas that I definitely want to touch on is fitness, because if like I'm a runner, and you know people who they hit really good times when they were younger, they can't really do that as they get older. And I love how Ron mentions you just got to accept that aging is a process and it's something that happens to everybody. How can we learn to cope with some of those things and still have that same level of enthusiasm uh, from a fitness perspective if we feel like we're not able to hit our benchmarks from before? First of all, the benchmarks from the before are, are just that. They were benchmarks for before. You know, I think just as... Uh, with many other aspects of life, it was uh, there was a time when it was, you know, really fun for me to date many different women. Uh, but I'm married now. That that's not the way it happens. And I think it's the same kind of thing here. That I may not be able to lift as much as I did before. I may not be able to uh, walk uh, or run as far as I did before or as fast, I can probably do it almost as far, but, but not as fast. 
And I think that I have to modify those expectations. The, the reality is that it's not a decline any more than say, for example, uh, if you were working eight hours a day for years and years, and then you stop doing it, that's not a decline if you're moving to something else, if you are enjoying your retirement in some other way, or if you're learning new things and so on. So with fitness, and I think it's critically important, I, I think people underestimate how important it is for brain health as well as the health of the body, because what physical exercise does for you, and especially the, the cardio aerobic type thing that you're doing, what it does for your brain, there are measurable differences, and it'll keep you going longer. And I, I also do have to say that we now know that there are people who can run marathons that, uh, in the senior years. There are people who can you know, be competitive weightlifters, uh, perhaps not the same as, as in other areas. In golf, for example, they have a seniors tour. The people who win it probably wouldn't win against the, the others, but uh, against the people who are currently the stars, but they're able to keep going. And what Ron is really like bringing up here is like the lens we choose to focus on really matters because if you're focused on what you're able to do back then that you can't do anymore, then you might feel bad about that. But in running, I'm just going to bring this up because running's the sport of choice for me. Uh, just, I, I really enjoy running, uh, but there are age groups for running and people who you can still compete with who are at the skill set, at the age range that can really help you get better. And it's all a matter of what lens you view the aging process. And you can either see it as I'm not where I was before, or just modify your expectations and understand what excellence now looks like. That definition continues to change for each person. I do feel like one of the things that hurts a lot of people in their later years is they don't get out as much and they're not as social. So I'm wondering how can we fight off some of those common elements? Like loneliness is definitely a big concern. Yeah. Loneliness is a killer in the, uh, in the advanced ages. Uh, again, uh, there's really good science behind demonstrating the importance of social connectedness. Uh, in many ways, that's how we survived as a species, by being able to work together and function in ways that, that some of the other types of beings in the world don't. Um, and I think that one of the, the realities of the aging process is the recognition that there will be some loss. For some people, it's going to be loss of their career. For some people, it's going to be loss of family members, whether it be parents, spouses, friends. Uh, in some cases, it may be moving to a different area. So there are a lot of uh, things that can help to create loneliness if you choose to, to make it uh, a problem for you. But I think in terms of loneliness, almost the same way that uh, you think in terms of running, uh, you know, I think everything in life is a competition with yourself. I think if you've got a competitive personality, then, hey, this, um, it's not, I'm moving to this new place where I don't know anybody. 
but hey, this is a whole new group of people that I can, can get to meet. And then I think we set certain small manageable goals that, hey, I am going to make a new friend this week and another one next week. And I'm going to make two phone calls to people that I knew so that I stay in touch, make it a bit of a challenge and so that you can note your progress. I think one of the real problems, particularly for people as they get into more of the retirement ages is that there's nobody telling you that you've got to do this for much of your life. You know, you don't have to be someplace at nine o'clock in the morning. You don't have this meeting that you have to go to. So unless you take responsibility for creating your own challenges, uh, it becomes kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy and, and loneliness then becomes a real, a real, as I said, a real killer in that regard. Loneliness, is, it's one thing you definitely want to avoid. You can go to a place like Meetup and find a bunch of different clubs or just some place to go or activity. Like we had the uh, meetup, we had them on the show recently. So we'll definitely link to that in the show notes, but just find ways to get out. It's not something you start thinking about as you get older. It's something you definitely start doing now, especially if you do find yourself lonely, because that is a serious killer from a mental health standpoint. One of the questions I do have though, is you have some people who are a little bit younger. They're not thinking about aging or you have people who are thinking about retirement so early and letting that overwhelm them. How do you suggest with the aging process, we have a little bit of a forward perspective of the future, but being able to still stay in the present? Well, first of all, there is strong science to indicate that if we're making changes and improving in four main areas, I used to call it three, but I've made it for one is the uh, physical fitness area, one which really includes things like exercise, and I add in sleep, meditation, things that keep you fit physically. Uh, secondly, eating healthy. Thirdly, when we talked about the matter of staying socially connected, and the fourth one is the one that many people in my age range fear, which is that there will be a loss of intellectual capacity, that we won't be able to stay intellectually active. And I think if we start from an early age, making sure that we are doing things forward moving in those four areas, then it's kind of the mental and physical health equivalent of saving for retirement. If you put money away, and start at an early age. I know we may not be thinking about retirement when we're 20 and 30, but it's a good idea. I think people have learned that that's a good idea. It may not always be practical depending how much they're earning, but it's, it's an important idea. And I think it's the same kind of thing here that do things that are age appropriate for you in those four areas. And if you're used to making changes and growing and building new friendships all the time, uh, increasing either your speed or distance if you're running or your weights if you're lifting, you know, making incremental changes, but moving forward in the same direction, then 
the older age ranges aren't such a such a change for you. You're more likely to continue without worrying about right now what you're going to be feeling like when you're 60 or 70. Focus on improving on self-improvement, which will continue. Self-improvement is one of the best things to focus on. And it doesn't matter if you're buying if you're buying books and courses or stuff like that, or if you're just listening to podcast episodes. There's a lot of free content in the space as well. Ron has a book as well about rejuvenation that goes more into his ideas. Like with self-help and self-education, you could stretch the budget as much as you want or just keep it a free. The important thing is you just keep educating yourself and you continue to mentally stimulate yourself you continue to learn new things like learning a new language a lot of people talk about it, not everyone's done it but that is something that can help your intellectual capacity being able to expand on that as you get older rather than having that main fear of things starting to get a little fuzzy which no one wants in any regard but it's important to do that stuff now. Do that forward thinking now, as Ron mentioned. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're super young or if you are just getting out of retirement. But having that forward thinking now helps you in the moment and continues to help you in the future as well. Yeah, there. I mean, you mentioned a couple of things that are really, really important. Uh, one of which is there's never been a better time for self-education. There's so much available on the internet, uh, in any, if you live near any sizable population, there are always things like lectures and concerts and things going on. Uh, many universities and colleges offer free or inexpensive classes. So, the, I mean, there's, there's no excuse for not learning more. But the other thing I, I know you mentioned, I don't know whether it was inadvertent or not, but learning a language is one of those really, really important things uh, to that, that uses a different part of the brain for a lot of people. And I always encourage when I'm working with uh, seniors that you want to be able to do novel things. So learning a language, or if you've never drawn before to take an art course, uh, or even such simple things as if you're right-handed starting to button and unbutton your shirt with the left hand, use different parts of the brain, uh, which may not be in the same category as self-education, but the important thing is there's a lot that we know that can help us achieve more as, as we go through the lifespan. And it just goes to show that when you do take the time to mentally stimulate yourself by learning a new language and doing all these different things, it is going to help with that forward motion and self-education. We've got so many different things online. As Ron mentioned, you're listening to this episode right now. You may listen to another, or maybe you're just done with your podcast binge for today, but you know, you have so much that you can binge through so much you can learn schedule time to make it happen. Put 30 minutes in your calendar each day where you're going to listen to a show or read a blog post. And this doesn't have to be my stuff. It could be any stuff in general that just helps your self-education and learning a new language as well. And that is going to help you to age enthusiastically. Ron, I know you have your book, Rejuvenating. We will throw that in the show notes. Do you want us to go anywhere else to keep following all the great work you're doing? Well, I think uh, my my website, which is called the Mental Health Gym, is kind of a source of all kinds of things related to 
positive psychology, my spin on it that I call goal achieving psychology, because I think goals are really central to it. Uh, so, so I think that's a, a real good place to visit. My uh, podcast is called Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. And uh, again, the, the book is a really, really easy one to, to read. It's really designed to as kind of a, uh, a, a roadmap to a certain extent. There's seven keys to rejuvenating and 77 different behaviors that people can incorporate because I think that that's, uh, I, I don't want people to have the excuse that, geez, I'd like to do this, but I don't, I don't know where to start. And this gives you lots of places where to start. We'll have those links in the show notes, Mental Health Gym and the Rejuvenating Book. We'll also throw Flowdesk in the show notes for anyone who's interested in growing their email list without paying more out of their pocket. Ron, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was such a pleasure to have you here today. Well, I really enjoyed talking with you, Mark. Thanks for having me. And uh, I just, you know, again, I, I'm enthralled by how you model enthusiastic behavior. And hopefully uh, everybody who listens to it will, will pick up from your role modeling. <laughs>